Welcome back to Talking Troy. I'm your host, Anthony Greaves, sports editor of the Daily Children. We've got a lot to talk about. Adam Jasper is here as well, sports editor. Adam, how's it going? It's going well. We got so much, so much to talk about yeah. and unpack here. So much. If you've missed it, if you weren't around, Clay Helton is gone. USC football coach has been fired after six seasons. Associate head coach Dante Williams has stepped in as interim head coach. He's now the first African-American man to be a head coach at USC football. What a moment. What a week. Mike Bone announced it. Athletic director Mike Bone announced it Monday at 2 p.m. in a statement. And fans, alumni went crazy. Um, I mean, I didn't see it coming. Adam, I mean, how do you feel about this? Yeah. How do you sum it up as, as, what, as what just happened? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really see it coming either. Uh, we had some rumblings about, well, if we were going to fire him after one loss, then why didn't we do it at the start of the season? That was a decision that Mike Bone made on his own. Um, and you just kind of got to roll with that and trust that. Um, but it was definitely a surprise. Like uh, the Monday 2 p.m., Oh yeah, uh, news drop is absolutely crazy for us specifically. But you know, we're gonna see what it takes for um, Dante Williams to step in at this point in the season. There's already been a little bit of momentum um, that seems to have been stopped by the Stanford game, so he's looking to reignite that. Yeah, yeah, Dante Williams, high energy, and really deserves it. Um, a top recruiter in the nation, and a really, really great person. So he's gonna be in stepping in as USC travels to Washington State. But Clay Helton. I didn't honestly didn't think it was gonna happen. Probably said the same thing. The writing was on the wall, but really I didn't think it would happen. And you know, the LA Times reported Ryan Carty said that Mike Bone kind of had some benchmark stuff that he had set up just in case, you know, kind of like to keep track of what was going on. And I guess Clay Elton didn't pass one of the early season benchmarks. It might have been losing to an unranked team when you ranked, and that happened. He's gone. Dante Williams steps in, and now they travel to Washington State. Uh, a, a crazy, crazy time. Like you mentioned, Monday, 2 p.m. It was insane. I was going back to my, my apartment and I saw people in the balcony hugging and crying while I was going up. I didn't know it was that deep. It was just crazy to me. Yeah. So shout out to them if they're listening to this. But we've got to go in. There's games going on. USC traveling to Pullman, Washington to face Washington State, who's also 1-1. One one. USC hasn't lost. or Not hasn't lost. They've only lost four times in Pullman, Washington. Just their 75th total appearance. So, you know, the numbers say they should win. The spread, minus eight, eight and a half, something like that. The spread was minus 17 against Stanford. USC was favored. They didn't cover that. So we won't be doing that. We won't be talking about the spread right. anymore. But, Adam, what are some key things you're going to look out for in this game? Absolutely. I mean, you said the spread. Um, we're going to see a closer game, uh, hopefully, than what was the Stanford blowout. But a closer game than we would have thought, even if we had beat Stanford. We're going to... With this head coaching change, it's going to be a lot of mid-game adjustments and starting up and kind of like restarting to kind of build this team. And uh, Dante Williams talked about how he's trying to catch up to the vernacular of the offense because he's really only ever been a defensive guy as the former cornerbacks coach. So he's getting caught up. And I think we're going to have to lean on Graham Harrell here. And we're going to have to see how this air raid offense performs. And that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about is – where this offense is going to go with the air raid that averaged only around five yards per pass attempt um, in the first two games. So, yeah. Yeah, the air raid is a is a hot topic. You know, I'm 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 not anti air raid. I'm I'm pro air raid when it's used correctly. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm an air raid expert, but you know, I only saw one deep shot against Stanford by Slovis late in the fourth. So I don't even count it because the game was already done. 
So I think there should be more, you know, I'm, I don't know how do I word it. Just more attempts downfield, really. Yeah. The short aggressive. passes. Yeah, just aggressive offensive strategies. I mean, three and outs is going to be another thing that you really have to look out for. The red zone play has been horrendous uh, against Stanford. I'm I'm not counting the fourth down or the fourth quarter touchdowns. The game's already done after that. But the f- only touchdown they really had early in the second quarter took them five tries and they were on the five yard line to score. Five tries. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous what's going on in the red zone. It seems like they're getting tense, they're getting nervous. Graham Harrell has pushed it off, said they'll they'll be fine. King Slovis is saying, Oh, we've got, we're having good drives, we've just gotta finish. Yeah, I mean they really do have to finish. It's it's just they're leaving too many points on the board. Dante Williams talked about it today, um, talked about it Thursday, really. He said, we're leaving too many points on the board. It's better to get, we want to get four, or excuse me, yeah, we're leaving four on the board. We need to get those to extend the lead. And that's really what they have to do. Another thing is the penalties. We'll talk a little bit more. But the penalties, nine penalties for over 100 yards, really just killed it. It was just classic Clay Helton type game. Uh-huh. The penalties just ruined their momentum on the defensive end. That's something to watch out for. Dante Williams just talked about that. Coaches are taking players out when they're making mistakes for the tiniest things, making them sit out plays, making them sit out even a longer period of time, just so those things don't happen anymore. Um, anything really on the defensive end that, that you're kind of looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. It's the penalties, number one. And Dante Williams is going to try and instill a sense of accountability in this team. And I think that that's something we've been missing under Clay Helton. Um, like you said, taking people out for whether it's one play, one drive, maybe a quarter, maybe a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's paraphrasing Williams. He said that himself. So I think that's absolutely the thing we're going to look out for, specifically in the secondary. We saw guys like Isaiah Pullamau, Chris Steele, kind of struggling you know, with that one-on-one coverage. And it was because we were bringing all these blitzes, sending an extra man. Um, defensive coordinator Todd Orlando was bringing the heat. And we were getting to the quarterback, absolutely. Tanner McKee was having to make some quick throws and he was making them because his receivers were open, and that was at the fall of the secondary. So yeah. that's going to be something we're looking out for. Yeah, the defense uh, has got to step up after that seven-point San Jose State uh, performance. Uh, but, I mean, the Washington State has got some creators too. I mean, their quarterback, sophomore quarterback Jaden DeLora, he had, he's had 458 yards, four touchdowns on the season. Better, really, performances than, than Keaton Slovis, mm-hmm. which is saying something. And uh, against Portland State, also Washington State has only played Portland State and Utah State. Not great competition, you know, I would say. No offense to them. Uh, if they have a problem, they can hit me up on Twitter. But uh, Portland State, Utah State, I mean, one and one. So they lost They, they lost the first one, they won the second one. And uh, Delora had 303 yards, three touchdowns against Portland State. He's an explosive quarterback. He's steady, six feet from Honolulu, Hawaii. And then senior running back, Max Borgia. I hope I'm saying his name right. He's a veteran, consistent. He's had two touchdowns this season, more than what USC has had or the same amount. And then wide receiver, the senior, this is a really good name, Calvin Jackson Jr., seven receptions, 91 yards against Utah State, and then three receptions, 77 yards against Portland State. So he's explosive. He can break up the secondary. And that's what USC's had problems with against Stanford. Lots of big plays, not just that Austin Jones 87-yard run, but the pass interference plays that set up touchdowns and the offside penalty that set up, you know, was on a field goal and then Sanford got a touchdown. But they've got to be cautious. And then on defensive end, Washington State, they've got they've got some veterans and they like to bring the heat. So the offensive line is going to get tested. Hopefully they can stay alive. 
Um, but, you know, those are really the things you got to look out for. The red zone. Also, you talked about air raid. Um, that's, that's a big key. I mean, was it five yards, you said? Yeah, around there for, um, for per pass attempt. So, I mean, it, we, were, we were having third and ten plays where we're looking for two or three yard completions and asking the receiver to take it another seven. That just couldn't happen all the time. Um, and I think that's an adjustment. Like you said, we need to be more aggressive. We really do. We need to have guys like Drake London who can go up and make big plays like he did against San Jose State later on with that big catch. Um, he, needs to, he needs to be sent up there every so often. And he is kind of really carrying the receiving core oh, yeah. so far um, in this season. And I would like to see him more getting downfield because of that. And we've seen keeping drives alive because of him um, on these like 10 and outs, 15 and outs. Those are great, but we gotta we gotta think bigger than that too. Yeah, yeah. The receiving group, um, you know, that was a big question coming in. It was Drake London, and then who else? Yeah. Taj Washington. Washington had a solid game last game. Kyle Ford has been uh, thrown in there. It's just Manjack as well. Yeah, Joseph Manjack. I mean, look. Yeah, they've they've got some talent. The problem is that they haven't really built that trust with Keen Slovis. Drake London has had that trust built over two seasons now. So he's the clear one, number one. We've got to figure that out. The backfield, I think, is honestly their best bet at this point. Keontae yeah. Ingram, Vi Malapai. That's a really good 1A, 1B group. I would love for them to rely on that a little bit, give them some more rushing attempts, but it's the air raid. And you know the first play of the game is going to be a shotgun empty backfield pass because that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the receiving core, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big concern. I think they still need to kind of figure that out see what they're going on you know as season progresses it'll, it'll surely get better because more trust will be built but for now they've got to figure that out i think that's what happened against stanford too not a lot of playmakers and another thing clay helton actually talked about was the field position was super poor mm-hmm. uh the special teams um i don't i don't know i think St- i might have just been stanford special teams were just really good but the field position was really bad um i don't think they ever started on stanford's own uh yard line so that's another small little thing. Um, but it makes it, a big impact. Yeah, yeah, it makes a huge impact. Because um, you got to just do longer drives. It's tiring. If you go three and out, then you got to... The defense has a poor position to play with. It just builds and builds and builds. Anything else you want to add about this game? Absolutely. I, th- I think we're... I was going to comment on the run game because I really have liked what we've seen so yep. far these first two weeks. And it's a surprise, especially based on last year where we had, oh my goodness, a really sparse run game um and i want to see malapai be the 1a like you said i mean ingram's had some big carries too and i think that that's important and it's good to mix them up Mm -hmm. but we've seen the patience and poise from malapai when he's running and it's just he's hitting those gaps at the exact right time that's something i think we can lean on if our pass offense is a little shaky to start yeah 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 i've been saying it for a while i mean malapai is a steady veteran running back he has experience He, he really is he knows what he's doing. And, and Keontae Ingram is an outstanding running back, and it's good to have those two to mix up. Um, but, I mean, I, I think this game is a must-win for USC for sure. If they drop this game and come home for the Coliseum against Oregon State, there's going to be a lot of pressure. It's Dante Williams' first home game. They're coming off back-to-back losses. You drop that to Oregon State, you're 1-3. It's not looking good. So, uh, I mean, I expect USC to pull it out, but I said that last week, so I will not make right. any predictions. We're not making any predictions anymore. Um, until further notice, I would say. Um, but that's it. That's all we have for this week's edition of Talking Troy. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, DT underscore sports. 
Make sure to follow our content on dailytrojan.com sports. And make sure to check us out next week when we hopefully talk about a USC win. See you all.